I know it seems like many years that anytime you wanted to go out for a dinner, whether it be a special occasion or, or just a casual dinner, you went to Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. Well, there's a reason for that. In September, they will celebrate their 75th anniversary of the family-owned business right here in our hometown. I remember when many people just called it Ralph's, and it was a tiny place with the best catfish around. I spent many an evening in my childhood walking on that pole out in front, waiting with my family to get a table. When Todd and Becky took over, the restaurant expanded, but one thing hasn't changed. Whether it's a great cheeseburger, steak, or catfish you want, or you just want to have a drink and discuss that night's Saluki game, you're not going to find any better place to do it. Support this local treasure. Stop by and help them celebrate their upcoming anniversary. And remember, you can always call in and pick up your order at the window. Call 618-945-9501, Gray's Restaurant. Well, it, it turns out you can go home because uh, you've got more old school Red Hill Saluki sports podcast. I've got uh, the same cast of characters, Mr. Chip Jamerson. How are you, Chip? Doing well. Glad to be back. Excited, excited for this episode. That's awesome. And we've got, uh, of course, another co-host, Mr. David King. How are you, big guy? Good. How are you guys? We're good. Doing and good. Uh, go ahead and introduce our guest. We've got... The Red Hill Greenville Connection going tonight on the podcast. Our first guest is Mr. Matt McCullough. How are you, Matt? Doing great. Doing great. Good to be on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you. And and our, I guess, a little more new school than what we'll have on a lot of episodes, uh, Cameron Vinsel. Hey, Cam. Hey, guys. Yeah, I know. I When you reached out to me to be on it, I was a little worried. You know, I didn't know if I qualified for the uh, the old school or not. But no, I'm glad to I'm glad to be on here, and I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Well, don't get too cocky. We might edit you out. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, hey, real quick, uh, Chip, Dave, what kind of yeah. feedback did you get on the last episode with uh, Sue Cat and Troy Moore on uh, the Red Hill dynasty of, of cheerleaders that we had? A lot of positive feedback. Um, a lot of listeners that um, I think in more interested in our podcast before it brought some new listeners in. Yeah. And I know a lot of people hadn't heard from Coach Cat for several years. So yeah. I know they were excited to hear from her. And everybody always loves talking to Troy, listening to Troy. So a lot of positive feedback. And um, it, I was reading some Facebook comments. I think the podcast and everything kind of initiated a, a cheerleader reunion next year. I think. Yeah, I saw that's all awesome. together again. So yes, that was that was neat to see. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had, you had know, kind of the, that. kind of the same thing with me. Just uh, you know, heard from some people that you know hadn't hadn't heard what she was she's had been up to since she left, you know, since she left Bridgeport. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was really, really cool. So. And I tell you, I got, I got a lot of comments and, and, and some texts on Troy really diving in. And I appreciated him doing that really diving in because there was a lot of warm and fuzzy on this, which is fantastic, but he got into, you know, it wasn't always fun for him um, necessarily yeah, in some of those, not. some of those gyms. And uh, so I thought that was, that was really, really cool to listen to him, to him talk about that stuff. So anyway, good episode. I, I was I was really happy we did that, and and it was nice to have the some of the other cheerleaders call in and leave messages about their their memories. So 
Good, good stuff. And I think we've got good stuff coming tonight with the Red Hill Greenville College Connection. So let's start. Uh, Matt, what are you doing now? Where are you at and, and uh, what's going on in your life? Well, the uh, Red Hill Greenville Connection uh, kept me in Greenville. So uh, I uh, went to uh, went to Greenville, Uni- well, Greenville College, now Greenville University, um, after high school. Actually, I, I just had one year at Vincent University, then I transferred out here as a sophomore. Um, I didn't play basketball. I did not play basketball at VU. Um, um, I did um, end up coming out here yeah. and playing. Um, I, we'll get into this, I think, a little bit whenever we uh, dive into the, the team and, and that sort of thing, why that happened. But um, we – I came out here to Greenville. My, my dad is a graduate from Greenville College okay. um, back in the early 60s. So I had that connection. Free Methodist Church. I go to. I went to the Free Methodist Church, um, Island Free Methodist Church when I was younger. Um, my uh, my wife, Dawn, many, many of you know Dawn Delamater. Yeah. Um, she came out here to college, and we and I guess I kind of followed her. But, uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother a whole nother story. Um, but, um, we came out here and, um, then played basketball for three years. Um, my first year I was, uh, I played, played some junior varsity and a little bit of varsity in my last two years, mainly varsity. Um, and then from there I went to dental school in Alton, Illinois, at Southern Illinois university. Um, graduated from there, looked at a few practices after I graduated um, to purchase, and uh, I looked at, I actually looked back home in Lawrenceville, that didn't work out, yeah. um, and uh, Carmine, another one in Alton, um, but then we settled here in Greenville, partly because of the university, the ties we had here, um, and it's just been a great place to raise a family, and been extremely blessed and 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 it's been great that's it's great i i didn't know the vu part which when we get to your interesting career that's one more thing for a guy that played as as successful in college basketball as you are you've got a that's just one more notch in that interesting story so i can't wait to dive into that (laughs) so cameron what's going on the the baby of the group what are you uh what are you doing now besides like snapchat and stuff like that (laughs) No, I um, so I just actually graduated with my bachelor degree in Greenville. I graduated a year early. Okay, um, good. So I will be going into my fourth year of basketball. Um, but so I can use that last year of eligibility. I'm going to get my master's. Oh, good. Uh, in business out there. So it's been fun. Yeah, I graduated from Red Hill in 2017, and uh, kind of got set up with Greenville through Coach Havel. Good ever since, and so I'm just. Looking to my last year, I hope we get a play. I know yeah. it's kind of up in the air with everything, right. so I hope I get a so. Yeah, well, I didn't realize you were that young, so we are going to have to let you go, Cameron. But thanks <laughs> yeah. for joining. <laughs> uh, I said a lot about my age. There you go. Uh, so I I do too now, but for much much different reasons. Chip, you want to lead us off with uh, and start talking about Matt's fantastic career at Red Hill? Yeah. So. Um, First thing, Matt, and I'll start with Cam. So, Cameron, you can be thinking about this. I'll have the same question for you. So, we're we're old school Red Hill podcast here. So, I know you've been around Red Hill sports. You're, you know, as far as you can remember. As a kid, 
who are some players that you looked up to that when you, when you were going to those games on Friday nights at Red Hill that, well, I know we're talking Red Hill, uh, but my mom was a graduate from Lawrenceville high school. So, uh, Boy, in the early 80s, it didn't get any better than uh, Lawrenceville basketball, yeah. you know. Um, that's really what got me going as far as interested in basketball. I mean, watching Marty Simmons, Rick Leasty, I mean, uh, Doug Nofsack, all those guys, Ernie Ho, all those guys were just absolutely incredible yeah. to watch. Um, we we followed them all the way up to the state tournament um, whenever they went their second time in 83 whenever they went 68 no yep. um that i remember watching games where simmons would come down and dunk you know at a high school in the gym at the old old Larchville gym is just yeah. absolutely incredible and that really is what got me started to, for my love of the game oh, nice. went to a lot of ron felling basketball camps um oh, shooting man. camps i mean he helped me intense immensely as far as my shooting skills and working on that Great. I mean, it was just incredible. As far as Red Hill goes, um, I remember one night, uh, it was probably maybe I was 10 years old, but uh, I think it was Rick Perry broke the backboard. Does, does anybody remember that? Or who was that? The, Wayne Perry, maybe? Let's see. Well, well, here's the backboard story I remember. I don't know if it's the same one. This was a game we were playing in Salem. That's, that's, the, one, that's the one I remember. I think. It, he might be and too a JV young. Yeah. Kid, yep. I think it was a JV kid from Salem, maybe tore down the back or cr- broke the backboard between yep. or before the JV game. But we might be talking about different things here. But I remember that. And because the, the JV game probably started an hour late, they said they had to go get a new backboard. I, I always pictured him running to, <laughs> running to Hesher's for the backboard. I don't know if that's real. They, when they, but, I mean, when they say that, Cameron doesn't know what I'm talking about with Hesher's. Here, yeah. but, uh, so. I'm still amazed. Uh, I, I've thought about that before. And if I, again, I'm not sure if it's the same one, but I was, I, I'm still amazed where they went and got that backboard <laughs> on a Friday night at seven o'clock or whatever. Yes. Buy one, get one free. I don't know. Yeah, there you that, go. You know, but yeah, I don't know so if at that some point a backboard was broke. So that was a, a something you remember vividly yeah, as a kid. Yeah. That, we were, we were supposed to play that night, you know, between games or at halftime. I just remember oh, yeah. junior pro basketball. We were, you know, that's, that's like <laughs> your, oh, yeah. your, your dream. You there know, you go. Oh my gosh. Court, I loved it. Um, so, and showing off, but um, that didn't happen that night. So that's <laughs> okay. stuff that I remember, you know, and I, and, and obviously the Lawrenceville, I keep saying Lawrenceville, but, um, you know, when there's Simmons and Bobby Knight and the whole, you know, yeah. um, game, whenever Bobby Knight was at, uh, yeah. game. And, and the game where Simmons had, what did he have? Did he have 60 some on us? Yeah, 62, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So I remember that game. So, all, you know, that's really where my love of the game came yeah. from. Well, I'm, well I'm, and I think a lot of kids, our age and and Brian's age would would agree. I mean, watching those Lawrenceville teams was, um, um, and that I think that was inspirational for yeah. a lot of people. You know, we you know we are obviously rooting for Red Hill, but I mean, it was going and watching the the layup lines. You got about ten guys dunking yeah. layup lines before the game. I mean, I'm a it, I, it didn't get any better than that. I'm a big Marty fan, so uh, that's this is the one time where it's perfectly fine to to bring those things <laughs> up for sure. So Cameron, what about you? Um, the guys you idolized are probably what in their in their mid twenties now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say um, kind of the first guys that I when I was a kid was uh, Brandon 
his group, but Dead Parrot. Um, I know okay. they won a regional um, when they were seniors, I think, and really kind of started it for me. I remember one of my first memories as a kid is when they won regionals, and I was friends with Parker at a young age, so I was always down in the locker room. Oh, cool. Um, so I was around it from a really young age. Yeah, so it was it was fun. Um, one other guy that I really watched was Trevor Albertson, and um, he was a good shooter. And one thing that Trevor um, – he was always even kill the whole time, you know, kept his composure. You could never tell if they were up by a hundred or down by a hundred. And so that was one thing that my parents, you know, and just to watch his attitude. So, so those would be some guys that I kind of grew up, you know, watching, but. Well, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I'm sure he'll be listening and want to say hi to, to your dad, Kevin. I always, always, uh, always liked kevin an awful lot so if he if he listens to this uh hello from from brian so um and and i will tell you cameron we we all lived on adams street in bridgeport and i can always remember your dad i think he hung out the ubalackers lot because he was always over you know he was always over the ubalackers house because they lived right across from gary and brian so in caddy corner for me but yeah that's when i think of your dad that's what i think about always seem i think they like to work on cars and stuff he still like to work on cars and do that kind of yeah, he still man, he still works on cars, and he always jokes. He said he doesn't know who I got my athletic ability from. He always says it definitely wasn't from him. No, that's but, one thing know, we're not going to argue great. with you on. Yeah, you didn't get it from him. Yeah. <laughs> does he still? I, I does, remember oh, Kevin. Ke- Kevin was at all of our basketball games my junior and senior year. I mean, I just remember him being like, we he'd go to Carmine. He would go to. I mean, he was all over the place. He was so. Um, so into basketball, yeah. so and that's just yeah. something I remember him being there. And, yeah. and it's funny you weren't even born yet whenever he was going to all these games. <laughs> well, that was something that started it for me as a kid. You know, is that's what we did. If there was a game, we were there. You know, no matter where it was. Yeah. And so you know, that's kind of what was just wanting to be a part of it. So it was cool as a kid there for sure. Go. Yeah. Now does he does he still have that yellow and white truck? By chance, did he hold on to that? He doesn't have that one, but okay. actually, he's working on building a 1970 from scratch. So okay, what color? Yeah, he's building one from scratch right now. There you so, go. That's you go. that was a legendary Red Hill vehicle in the 80s for sure. So well, yeah, I'll have to tell him that. So let's sure. talk about Matt McCullough's career at Red Hill. Um, you played under. Let's see, your freshman year. So you would have been under Fred the whole time, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Legendary coach Fred Kendall, who we'd love to do a whole episode on sometime. So, Chip, won't you, or you and Dave, you, you, this is your wheelhouse. Won't you kind of run us through uh, Matt's career and we can get him to comment? Well, Matt, how early do you want to start? I mean, I remember you in Junior Pro. I mean, I see that Matt, Matt McCullough from Petty School over at Junior Pro. I mean, how early do you want to go here? You want to start fifth and sixth grade, seventh and eighth grade? I remember I, mean, I know. You beat me in the Elks hoop shoot in third grades. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get – now, when you say he beat you, Dave, were you, you second? Alone, were you second or were you farther uh, down? It was uh, – see, I was Washington school. Matt would have been petty school, and Alan Stoltz was Sumner. Oh, wow. And I I think I, – I, I don't know if you remember this, Matt. I don't I – don't, you, you and Stoltz were either first and second. I was third. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, I – and, I guess I think it's my first. That was my first time ever, ever like being around you. I think at that point. Yeah. But. Yeah. 
and here's my first memory of, or my, my first free throw related memory of Matt. I don't know if you remember this, Matt, you have a good memory. You remember all this stuff. So you may remember it too. I remember I'm a year older than Matt and David here. So I was in sixth grade when they were in fifth. Um, well, I remember, but <laughs> didn't like you challenge coach Dennis Bowser to a free throw competition during fifth and sixth grade practice one time. And I think you may have beaten him. I mean, so I don't know if you remember that or not, but that's, am, am I, Am I anywhere close on that, Matt, or am I imagining it? No, no, you're you're right on. Okay. You're right on. So, yeah, it was all, always a good free throw competition. I, I was all all up for and ready whenever whoever wanted to challenge me. Yeah. So you're you're class of '92, and um, you guys experienced success all the way through, all the way through fifth and sixth grade and junior high. I mean, I don't I don't know if you lost more than a handful of games through those four years. So, and you're playing right behind a very successful '91 class that pretty pretty similar um elementary school and junior high careers well i i just remember i just remember you you mentioned the 91 class i mean we we were just lockstep with those guys so you know those those guys gene allen chad andrews brandon smith eric holtz uh, mike hayes i mean i'm you know i'm probably forgetting a few but th- those guys we would just go head to head in practice you know all the way from fifth grade even junior pro all the way through high school Uh, and they just made us better. Yeah. I mean, that's about building a program. So the class in front of us just prepared the way and made us better because we were just banging heads every single practice all the way through fifth grade, all the way through, you know, senior or junior year and just making us better. And that, that's, that, that's just some of the things I remember. Um, you know, fifth and sixth grade, um, Coach Bowser, yeah, I just remember him always wearing black socks, right? I mean, like yeah, he, he was coming in. school socks, yeah. Oh, uh, it was just, yeah. Like, oh, I, never, I never would have thought of that, but now I can picture it. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that the first Air Jordans was our sixth grade year. So the Air Jordan 1s. I had a pair. Like, not everybody had them, but a lot of the kids had them. And I'm like, my boys now are like, Dad, what'd you do with those shoes? I'm like, <laughs> I got another picture of me, you know, out in the mud, you know, like two years later wearing those shoes. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, we wore them in seventh grade that year, but we had the metallic blue Air Jordans. So ours were because you guys went with like the red, white, the originals, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had, we had the blue, and they're kind of a sh- shiny, well, metallic yeah. blue to, um, yeah. to more match the Salukis uniforms. But, yeah, that was my one and only pair of Air Jordans was, was that year. So I had a, so, I had a black and red pair, but that they was were there, but the, on the side instead of uh, Air Jordan, they said AJKO. Air, Air Jordan knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. great. So, as you go into high school, Matt, just kind of what do you remember about your freshman sophomore year? Did you play any JV in those, or were you on the freshman sophomore team? Talk about that. Yeah, so freshman freshman year, I played freshman, and so we had like freshman games and sophomore games, um, and so I, you know, I got to double dip there, and then and then I would set the bench, come in a little bit as a freshman on the JV, um, but really the the freshman, you know, our freshman team, we really um, that's where we kind of stayed together um, in our group, and then sophomore year, um, you know, we were pretty much my group um, with Rob Waller. Um, Brian Havel, Eric Mosby, Coach Havel, um, Alan Stoltz, um, you know, we were all basically started 
started to come together as as a sophomore JV group. So the class above us was playing varsity, and we and we went fifteen and three as sophomores um, JV. Okay. Um, and then the following year, we ended up going seventeen and one at, at the JV level. Wow. So, you know, two years of uh, you know wow. thirty-two and four yeah. uh, at the JV level is you know prepared us for you know obviously our senior year. And there you go. So just going out there, just getting better against against the you yeah. know, guys in front of us that were bigger and stronger and and just prepared. The biggest thing I remember going into the senior year is that you know you guys weren't you guys weren't picked to you know have much success. But yeah, I remember thinking, it's like, you know what? These guys have been good every every step of the way. He's like, why, you know, why not? And then ended up being the team that broke, through, you know, kind of broke through that through that wall and won the regional. Which sure, yeah, yeah. So you know, I think uh, the big key, like for our class '92, was the class behind us. So we really needed a post presence. Sure. And D Holloway yeah. was the absolute man child in the middle. Yeah. Um, he, Definitely. he was the best post player and maybe the best post player in Red Hill history. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know, um, from, a, from pure athleticism, um, you know, his ability, his quickness, his leaping ability. Um, he, he just provided what we needed, um, to compliment the, the guys in my class. When he started really playing as a sophomore, I remember my grandpa. Like the first time he saw him play, he was like, he's the best, he's the best post player Red Hills ever had. Yeah. And so, so D, <laughs> and he, yeah, he just kept getting better. So D, D and Rob, Rob Waller, um, they played as uh, sophomores and juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really going in, I, I was pretty, I guess you would say I was pretty weak and a little scrawny. Um, I, I, I looked at the, I, I looked up uh, the program for my sophomore year, and I'm not going to tell you how much I weighed, but I was six four and, and didn't weigh a whole lot. So, I, I, I grew and had to grow strength wise, you know, and I really didn't get that strength I needed until my senior year, as far as development goes. So, yeah. and, and that's kind of why I came out of nowhere. Um, you know, I could always shoot, yeah. but I just, at the varsity level, the strength was an issue for me. Another proud sponsor of the old school Red Hill Saluki sports podcast is People State Bank, who's been serving Lawrence County with four locations since 2011. See them in Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, and Lawrenceville. If you need another reason to let these fine folks handle your banking needs, well, their president is former athlete for the Saluki, Stacy Moore. So go see Stacy and the whole staff at all those locations and let them handle all of your banking needs. Support this great sponsor, People State Bank. We're looking for insurance. We hope that you would call the Andrews Insurance Agency at 542 Main Street in Bridgeport. Terry Andrews and Justin Shear are your independent agents and they're your professionals for all of your farm, commercial, and personal insurance needs. And they've been strong supporters of Red Hill Athletics for decades. So if you're brought down by a pack of dogs, get off your seats and on your feet and see T-Bone or Juice and give them a call at 618-945-2881 at the Andrews Insurance Agency. So let's go over to you, Cam. Um, you can just talk a little bit about your, your younger career and then as your freshman, sophomore, as you started uh, at Red Hill. Well, I was going to say, you guys 
probably don't have too many memories of me. Yeah, I don't have any memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have no, as many stories to tell here. Uh, we started out, man, uh, our fifth grade team, it's, it's kind of the tale of two stories. Uh, my fifth grade team, we only lost two games all year. By the time I got to eighth grade, we only won two games all year. Oh, wow. Um, so wow. we kind of went through an up and down, uh, which is every step of the way, I felt like I've had great relationships and great coaches. And fifth and sixth grade, we had Stacy Moore, uh, Larry Volk, and Colin Ray. And all three of those guys helped me tremendously. Okay. Um, I'll never forget my sixth grade year. My, my dad never let me shoot any three-pointers. And he was like, you know, why shoot a three? You know, just focus on the closer stuff. Then when you get older, you can. And last game of my sixth grade year, Colin Ray, before the game, he said, we were shooting around before the game. And he said, man, why don't you shoot a three-pointer tonight? And I was like, all right. And I made three that night. So <laughs> after that, it was it was game on for three, I guess. It, but, and it's, that interesting was, yeah. that, it's interesting that your dad told you that, and especially when we get to your career at Greenville. Boy, things changed. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah we'll get to that later. But yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we were going into seventh and eighth grade and we had two kids move away um one kid just quit and so we really struggled um i know our eighth grade year we only won i think two or three games um so it it was it was a struggle but uh greg mckinney was my junior high coach and he he was a great coach also he made it fun for me Uh, I, i learned a lot and i was just i always thought i was just ready to get to high school to be able to play with some other classes because I just felt like we really didn't have a whole lot. Yeah. So I was I was ready for sure to make the jump. So it was frustrating, but it, it was good. I learned a lot. Um, so I was one of the taller kids in the team, but our point guard moved away in seventh grade. So that's kind of where I learned to, I had to play point. So it, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Gotcha. So I was just going to talk about my freshman and sophomore year too. We um, So I got up in the uh, high school. You know, it was so great for me. I played fresh off. And I played JV, and I got to sub in on varsity some. And I was nowhere near as ready physically as what I thought I was. I can kind of say the same what Matt talked about. And Coach Kendall, his last year of coaching was my freshman year as an assistant. And he coached the fresh soft team, and he was one of the guys I wanted to think on here. It was just because of how much he, he took out of his time. It was his last year. I think we all kind of knew he was ready to you know, be done. But he took so much of his time with those fresh off games and helping me. And um, so it was great. I got a lot of experience playing at three levels my freshman year. Um, I only started a few games my freshman year on varsity. Um, I didn't play a whole lot. It was kind of up in the air. And then um, I knew I had to get stronger. I know Matt kind of talked about that. I I found the weight room after my freshman year, and that really kind of started it off. You know, everything my career was – after going into my sophomore year. And so, yeah, that's kind of when it all, and I can talk about that more later, but yeah, that's kind of when it started. So. Hey, if you'd like to listen to podcasts that deal with sports, give a chance to birdies, bourbon and basketball podcast. Chris, Blake and Brino talk about sports focusing on Southwest Indiana, but we also cover regional and national sports as well. We like to say we are six cheeks and nine chins talking about sports. So give us a listen. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook, at B3Pod. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, just about everywhere you listen to your podcasts. So try 
birdies, bourbon, and basketball. Yeah. Talking about your JV career, Matt, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, the, the real success started your junior year with that, with that team in front of you. Talk about pushing each other in practice and how that went and, and how, how Coach Kendall got you guys prepared, and then we'll move into your senior season, which was, as David Staver called you, the no-name Salukis. Yeah, so, you know, practices uh, with that class in front of us, uh, boy, they were, they were war, you know, because, you know, they'd get mad at us if we'd show them up or, you know, do something. Yeah. Um, you know, put it on, put it on the varsity. Cause then, you know, then the coach is going to get on them and, and they'd get all mad and upset and, uh, you know, elbows would be flying their bloody noses and, you know, no broken teeth. I don't think, but a lot of bloody noses and, and elbows and bruises and, there you, go. you know, and just, just going through stuff. But, um, it was very extremely competitive. And I think that's what the good programs have. Whenever you have a good basketball program, you have guys that are going to push you that are ahead of you and even guys behind you. I mean, the class behind us obviously uh, had a lot of success yep. too, um, the 93 class. So, yep. um, you know, those three classes together were just an absolute war in practice. I mean, you got better. You pushed each other. You got better. And that's what it takes to be at a high level. Yep. Um, in, in any sport. Yeah, for my money, that well, maybe the '91 team with you guys, with us, you guys as juniors, that's the deepest team Red Hills ever had. You talk about that depth, King, and I agree with you. I mean, because yeah. you had not just the '91 guys, you had the '92 guys that went to right. sectional finals, and the '93 guys that <laughs> went to the super sectional, all right. on one team. Um, but we really didn't go too deep on that. I mean, really, no, um, no. R- R- Waller and Holloway yeah. came off the bench. Um, but that's, I mean, I think that's an interesting thing about Matt. He's, he's mentioned it, you know, playing, you know, 17 and one team JV team his junior year. A lot of, you know, guys that end up, you know, being successful in college, being all conference players in basketball, um, all Southern Illinois. Um, you don't see a lot of those guys playing JV full time as a junior still. And was there ever a time as a, not getting that many minutes on that 91 team, um, were you frustrated at all, or was I mean I think you've always one thing I know is Matt's got a great attitude, so I'm sure um, that was a big part of it. But um, so how are you feeling as a junior? Are you are you thinking you should be getting more minutes, or kind of what's going through your mind at that point that you know you've been on the JV squad three years now and still not getting the minutes there? Sure, um, you know I I just looked at it as. Uh, you know, I mean, to say I wasn't frustrated or didn't think that I should be playing, I think is, 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 uh, n- you know, n- not accurate, but, okay. um, because I, because I was frustrated somewhat, I mean, everybody wants to play, you know, but whenever you've had that class in front of you that, you know, has been there and it's hard to just break that, yeah. you know, ceiling, so to speak, you know, whenever they're right there, it's hard to, you know, are you, are you better than, are you better than a Chad Andrews? Are you bet you know, I mean, right. as, as, a, as an underclassman, um, you know, and at that time, probably not because I matured a lot between my junior and senior year. Um, and especially, and we'll talk about this about after, after high school, but especially after I graduated from high school and before I went to Greenville the year in between. But yeah, it, it was frustrating, but, but, you know, you just, you just go in practice and, and you, and you trust coach Kendall. I mean, he'd already had a lot of success, 
um, and you just trust and and what he was doing and and what he had in in mind for for the team and everything and uh, and obviously it, it turned out in the end um, great. So, what was your what going into the season into the senior season? What was uh, what was you guys' expectation? Oh, our expectation was you know we can compete with these guys. You know, I think you just don't know until you get on the court. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first game, we lost the very first game of the year um, to Flora. And, you know, that was just kind of a, uh, Flora's a tough team. I sure. mean, they won 20 sure. games in 92, a lot of good players. And, um, and going into that, you just don't know, you know, so it's a little bit of a shell shock, you know, nervousness jitters the first night. But then we, after that, then we come to the Capitol classic. And I just remember the Martinsville game was the first game on the Friday morning of the Capitol classic, my senior year. And I, I was on, you know, and that just instilled confidence in me that I can compete and play at this level. So yeah. the Capitol classic, I mean, we, we rolled that Capitol classic. Um, I remember for me, a, the, yeah, we beat, the Mount Carmel yeah, the Mount Carmel game for the championship. That yeah, was, we beat, we beat I, Mount I, Carmel I seventy to forty one. I, I knew you were going to be good. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and, yeah. and Pat Ackerman, who's an All State candidate, yeah, who averaged right. twenty eight a game, and they were just didn't know what hit them. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and you guys were picked to to finish sixth by the sports writers in the NEC, and they were picked to win win the NEC, right? So, right. so that, yeah. that had to be a big win. And, and real, just real quick, you'd have to go too deep into it. I, I thought what was interesting in that David Staver article, which we were talking before, you don't see sports writing quite like this anymore, where you kind of say what you mean, but he said, you guys kind of choked that away against Flora for, uh, by, uh, just showing your inexperience. Do you remember how that game ended or, or why he said that? Well, if I remember correctly, I think we were ahead and then I think Andy Fehrenbacher from Florida, who's, you know, now the coach had been a t- t- topless head coach. Okay. And then he's also now at Salem. Um, I think he had a couple threes laid and I think we had some turnovers and, you know, it's just from inexperience, yeah. you know, but we learned from that, obviously. Obviously. Rest, you know. Yeah. Cause you guys go on quite a roll then, right, Chip? Yeah. And, and one thing I, I got this quote out of the dog tales book. I love this because I mean, as I said, the 91 team, and that's kind of been the group that people have been waiting on, you know, 91, you know, that's here. We can go really far in 91 Uh, lost in the regional title. And as you said, you know, picked six by the sports writers next year, because a lot of you, I mean, no returning starters. I mean, it was all, it was 91 team started five seniors. Um, So, but I love this quote. Um, Coach Kendall said he was kind of down after losing that regional title game in 91. And then, um, you guys knocked on his coach's office door and while he was kind of down in the dumps and said, let's go, we got a regional to win. And uh, I get goosebumps reading that right there. <laughs> but, uh, so, um, so that kind of, and then he went on to say, and I know you're going to talk about this team a little more that um, probably the best, best team Red Hills ever had in 92 with no returning starters. No returning. Back Isn't that and, crazy? Um, best, best team in Red Hill history, according to coach Kendall. And I'm not going to argue with that. So, um, so yeah, if you want to kind of go into your seat, we got the capital class, but anything else we can kind of get into the senior year a little bit here. Yeah. So, you know, after we lost that first game, we, we win our next 15 in a row. So and I don't know that any Red Hills team has um, accomplished that either. Um, 15 straight wins. Um, 
in that 15, we, we did have a, a game against Oblong where we went on a 41 to 0 run. I remember that. That's uh, awesome. That game. <laughs> wow. If I remember right, we were tight. Weren't you like tied at like 13 10, or 10 or 10 to 10? 10 to 10. And I don't know. We started scoring. And then I remember we just looked up at the scoreboard and was like, Guys, yeah, fifty-one to ten. <laughs> I remember that vividly. Wow. Look at the scoreboard is like it's ten to ten. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sitting by David at the time. And yeah. I said, okay, they, they came to play. This oblong team must yeah. be pretty good. And yeah. they, like, bye bye. Fifty-one to ten. Next in the second quarter, it got to fifty-one yeah. to ten. I mean, yeah. Was, so yeah, yeah. That 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 game. I think that's. I think. Uh, Coach Havel, well, Brian Havel, Coach Havel now, he, he came off the bench early in the year as a six-man, and he came off the bench and just ignited us. I think that was our first game back after Christmas break, and, and we just turned up the intensity and the pressure. And, and I mean, 41 to an O run. I mean, even yeah. if a team is yeah. not that good, <laughs> that's, that, that's that big. is just an incredible, um, incredible feat, you know. And, uh, and it's funny because during the game, you're not thinking about, oh, okay, we scored 30 straight in a row. Let's keep it going. You're just playing, right? So you're just reacting. And then, you know, then a halftime, we're like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> wow, did that just happen? Yeah. You know? Have they scored lately? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So you, you, you go on an incredible run, obviously, through the, through the regular season. And if you could talk about, your anticipation, uh, you, you know, you're coming off the heartbreak, heartbreak from the year before you're on a roll. What are you thinking now going into the, into the postseason? Well, I mean, we go into postseason. I think we were 22 and three, um, going into the postseason, um, heavy favorite at home with a home regional. Um, you know, we, we had, we had a great point guard and Rob Waller. I mean, he just controlled the game. He could shoot, um, you get down to the end of the game, he would, he would make the free throws in the clutch whenever we needed it. Um, you know, you look at D Holloway, we talked about him earlier, uh, post player. And then you got, uh, Brian Havel, who was our absolute defensive specialist. He would just lock down, um, you know, whoever was the other team's best player. We'd put Brian or Eric Mosby on him. Um, but Brian would come in, he would be our energy. Um, he did start later in the year. Um, and uh, he just did a great job. Eric Mosby was our uh, two guard. Um, he could shoot the ball. Um, he he did a great job defensively as well. And uh, let's see, we, Bobby Stevens played played a lot as well. He came off the bench. Um, really good contributor. Um, just an all around athlete. He could shoot the ball, get to the rim, handle the ball. Um, and then Alan Stoltz came off the bench as a as a as a post. Uh, you know, as, as a post player. So, so those, those guys, we were all ready to roll, you know, going into the postseason. We had one thing on our mind, coach Kendall, you know, had never won a regional and we hadn't won a regional as Red Hill since 75, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's right. right. Yep. So we had one focus, uh, you know, we got the regional home, you know, we're going to win this thing. Yeah. So. Well, let's, uh, before we get to, to the big game, Cameron, talk about your high school as you moved into your junior senior year and, and your varsity career. Just give us a, a, an update on how all that went. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, going into high school, I had two goals for myself and one was to win a regional and two was to score a thousand points. Um, my sophomore year, we actually, it's a crazy story. We, we won the regional our sophomore year. Mm -hmm. um, I started as a sophomore, and we 
I was the only sophomore and we had four other seniors, I think. Uh, so we were, we were experienced. Um, and I was the young kid, I guess, but we went into the regional with a record of four and 21. Oh, wow. And, um, we had struggled all year oh, wow. yeah. and we were not favored to win. Yeah, it was, it was tough. And, and the problem was, you know, at that time, the LIC, we were by far the smallest school and we ran a lot of close games and I don't just, it seemed like we just couldn't always with the bigger schools. We just, we just had some bad breaks and yeah. we had, we were talented. I felt like, but we just could never get it together. Um, so we go into the regional and we played at Powell Hub the first game we won. And so we were kind of feeling, okay, you know, I mean, we knew we had the talent to do it. We were just hoping, you know, it all came together. We win. Um, we we beat Edwards County at home for the regional championship my sophomore year, and uh, so that was a huge. It was a huge win. Um, yeah, it was. So that was awesome. Um, so we graduated. Played a lot of guys that year, and we went into my junior and senior year. I scored my one thousandth point my junior year. Oh wow! Um, at home against Lawrenceville. Ah. Um, yeah. So play hardly any in my freshman year so um you know i kind of did it in two years and so it was i mean one thing i'll say about coach Apple, you, you just can't enough about a coach who had faith in you and you know that he just had such respect for me as a player and i did for him and i don't know he's just such a great coach and you know there were times he, he never once yelled at me you know for taking a shot or you know, we just had this respect for each other and you know, he never congratulated really me when I made a shot, you know, it was just kind of like a mutual thing is, you know, you know, he trusted me and I trusted him and yeah, yeah, it was great. So it was good. Um, and then going into our senior year, um, I was my class, I was the only senior my uh, senior year. So, you know, you talk about Matt, it's definitely a different time of, I was the only senior that played and you know matt talked about his class playing all the way up um we only had one senior and we had uh, we started four other sophomores so we were really young um so i was kind of the the old kid it's it's weird how it flipped um and so i had some great games my senior year um it was it was a really fun year we ended up losing in the regional um some of my highlights i as against sisney i had 47 points uh my senior year Wow. And so, so just stuff like that, I'll always remember. And so it, it was, it was, and awesome. that's the, that's the school record. I mean, 47 points is never, I mean, that's the most in Red Hill history, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Quite an accomplishment. Well, thank you. Yeah. After the game, me and Brian were walking to the locker room and he had told me that um, the record was 48 and I got 47. So we thought that I missed it by <laughs> one and so it was, I, I, it was, we were kind of disappointed, you know, but we were still so excited. And then we get on the bus and that was actually our Bridgeport high okay. school, not Red Hill high school. So I actually, I do have the Red Hill high school record. There so yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a crazy, we played Casey two games later and I had 44. Yeah. So it, it was, there was a stretch there where it was, uh, it so was you, you might have the top two. I know Matt Shear broke 41. I think you and Matt are the only ones I know of that have ever broken 40 in a game. So his may have been like 42. So you might be one and two on that list for um, points in a game. Brian's offense, you know, it wasn't a run and gun. You know, we slowed it down, really. And so, you know, I would just felt like if I was going to shoot it, you know, he was like, you better make it. That was always his thing is what he joked with me. So 
I think when I scored 47, I did it on 14 shots, something like that. He just trusted me. It was amazing. Um, and I had obviously, you know, guys that didn't mind passing it to me. And so yeah. it, it was fun. There but, you go. So, and then I think yeah. and I've got your, you're the second all time leading score in Red Hill history with 1,684 points is because my dog tails book only goes up to 2003. So is Brandon Christie, the number one, do you know that? Would you know that by chance? Yep. He is still the number one. It was okay. He would always come home on uh, Christmas break and pop in the gym sometimes. And yeah. I mean, he was, you know, he was one of the guys I looked up to when I was playing. Yeah. yeah. I, I always thought I would have a shot, you know, at catching him, but I always said I didn't get enough my freshman year. I maybe could have got him. There you go. But, yeah, it, it was it was good. We'll so, we'll we'll have to get Havel uh, on here and talk about why he didn't play you more your freshman year. <laughs> Matt, let's go back to you. You're you're getting ready to go into the tournament of your of your uh, senior year. You're ready to go. Talk about the regional, and then uh, I'm sure Chip and Dave will take over and take us through the rest of that tournament. Yeah, so the regional we had at home, um, we had played Lawrenceville the first game. Um, Lawrenceville was not real strong that year. Um, we had beat them earlier in the year twice. So we ended up kind of cruising through that game. And then we ended up playing Newton in the uh, regional championship. And uh, if I recall, we, we pretty much controlled the whole game. Um, and we were up big, I think, at the end of the third quarter. They had a kid that just went off in the fourth quarter, had yeah. like five or six three-pointers, and we're just like, seriously, can't this game get over with? <laughs> yeah. I remember. And, uh, I, mean, I don't think I thought about that in over 30 years. <laughs> do you, do yeah, you remember that, Dave? I, now I do. Now yeah. you say it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, we've been waiting for this moment to win the regional, and who's this, <laughs> who's this guy coming in, you know, chucking all these yeah. threes, like, you know, and then so so anyway, we, we finished it off one by like 10 or so. And uh, it was just a great moment for our community. I mean, the community as a whole had waited, you know, yeah. anticipated several years back. You know, the 89 group was a really, really strong group with Stacey Warren, Lance Smith and those guys. Um, they came up a little short in the regional. And then, the, you know, the year before us um, came up short as well. But. But it was just really a kind of a culmination of, of things to, to, to happen. And the first thing we did as soon as we got the regional um, plaque was to go take it to Coach Kendall. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make sure that we gave it to him immediately. So, yeah. Because cause this is what we had worked for. And, you know, which, like you said earlier, we said that we we're going to go win a regional coach. And, you know, and we, we, came through yeah let me let me just because I, I think it's interesting going back to staver's article um he says going under the name red hill the only other regional champion was in 1975 and that team which also made the sectional final was just 17 and 10 or how about the team which include the 1968 team which included holloway's father denny it was 22 and 4 but didn't get out of the regional kendall's team of, of three years ago that included Stacy Moore and Lance Smith was excellent. It won 20 games um, and should have won the regional, but didn't. And so, you know, and then he went on to talk about the 91, 92. So it, 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 it had to be, 
had to be i was i wasn't around bridgeport at the time i was off doing some other stuff but that had to be just a fantastic feeling and and uh, so now you're going into your sectional rolling and talk about that yeah so sectional is a tough sectional so it consisted of martinsville who we had beaten earlier in, in the uh, capital classic yeah so fortunately we got them first game and then the opposite game of us was fairfield versus number three t-town all right wow. so so some firepower uh, there fairfield was loaded um they were predicted to win the conference um kylie gwaltney um was an all-stater he averaged 28 a game um eric murphy was their other really good player athlete um he averaged 16 or so for him but um they were the you know cream of the crop of southern illinois so to speak um and we had beaten them twice during the regular season um so they they were in it um and then i believe we played first yeah i believe we played first okay i, th- I think i think i think um, you're right yeah and then we go up and watch you know yeah. the t-town fairfield yeah. game and we watch fairfield beat t-town right so we're just thinking like man we, you know, we yeah we here we go boys we don't have to play the number three team yeah. in the state we already beat fairfield twice <laughs> yeah so let's go do this you know we can do this and then looking, looking looking back maybe uh maybe t-town should have won maybe we had better <laughs> <laughs> maybe so kylie walney didn't play for tips yeah i was gonna say and then here comes kylie gwaltney and even though i wasn't there i can still remember talking to my to gary and chip on the phone and they just talking about this game and what gwaltney did yeah no, so so then yeah so we beat martinsville and then we end up playing fairfield in the championship of the sectional at newton and uh i remember that I mean, obviously, it's something that you'll never forget, you know, a game like that. Um, we came out. We, we struggled a little bit in the first half. We weren't running our offense as crisp, crisply as we should. I think we were down five at half. But I just remember in the third quarter coming out, we just ran our offense to perfection. Yeah. Um, I just remember Brian Howell, our offense was set up. Havel was throwing the ball into me, so I'd come off a screen and I'd end up at the post. He was throwing the ball before I even got there. Oh, wow. Because the screens and the offense Coach Kendall had in place, we were just running it so well in that third quarter. And we ended up going up seven um, on them in the third quarter, maybe at the end of the third quarter. I think it's 40 to 33 maybe. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, the fourth quarter, uh, obviously Kylie Gwaltney – you know, I think he probably, I don't know how many he ended up having, but he had 28 or so, maybe 30. I don't, I don't know. Um, and uh, fourth quarter, fourth quarter, we, we were up. We were up four with like 25 seconds left. Wow. Um, and uh, <laughs> here comes, here comes <laughs> Gwaltney. He comes down, hits like a 28-footer, you know. And then all of a sudden we're only up one. So then we inbound the ball. They, they foul. And then uh, we miss the front end, one on one, and then they come down. Thirteen seconds left. Somehow they get the ball to Gwaltney, and uh, here I am on him, which I'm not guarding him. I'm not supposed to be the guy on him, but I yeah. end up helping off. But you are now. <laughs> here I am now, yeah. and he shoots it over me, and I'm straight up, and at the buzzer he banks it in from about uh, twelve foot yeah. from the elbow. So, and then that was fifty-one to fifty, and we lost. So. Chip, memories of that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, 
like you said, four point lead with 25 seconds to go. I'm already, I'm thinking about Charleston Tuesday night. Um, we all were. Going up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just, and, and I've mentioned it, I think I may have mentioned it on another podcast, but I don't think, you know, I'm biased, obviously, but I don't think any other school has dealt with as many heartbreaking losses as Red Hill has. It's just, I mean, yeah, the, that- the list goes on, especially postseason losses. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely, definitely near the, at the top, near at the top of the list. At um, the time for me, it was, a, it was my biggest disappointment as a fan. Now, the yeah. next year. I was going to say, you only, have, that, you only have to wait 12 kind, more months. I was going to say, it, <laughs> that was a gut punch of all gut punches. So, it kind of overshadowed the, the, 90, the 92 game. Yeah. But my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was three year, uh, it was three years in a row, 91, 92, 93. Uh, losing, we're all, you know. And lost by 1.91, 1.92. And yeah. the way Gwaltney was playing, it may not have mattered. It's both those free throws. Yeah. And you go up by three. Gwaltney's yeah. hitting a three pointer. Yeah. He's hitting a three pointer to tie it. No go to overtime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows what happened. So, well, yeah. let's, uh, let's switch. Let's switch gears here and, and go over to Cameron as I grab my paper because these these stats were worth writing down so and, and you're still you're still in the in the middle of it and and so you play for George Barker at Greenville and uh, Greenville Panthers uh, who's been called uh, the most entertaining basketball in the land so I'm just for people that don't know about this um, I'm gonna read coach Barker's goals as they go into every game they want to take a hundred shots which is 25 more than their opponents which is taking a shot every 12 seconds. Their goal is to shoot 53 pointers. They want to hit or they want to get 35% of the offensive rebounds and they want to force 32 turnovers. But what I thought all that's crazy, it's I, I'm not going to say unheard of, but it's close to it. But he subs <laughs> a new five every 50 seconds. Well, it's it's so funny going from you know, how Red Hill style is. I, I will never forget the first time I stepped on practice my freshman year. I, it was just, I, I just felt so lost, you know, I, I just felt so out of place. And it, it's crazy how, you know, I, like me and Matt talk a lot about it and, you know, trying to explain it to someone, it's almost, you had to see it in person yeah. to be able to and understand it, how, and we want to, how for crazy sure. yeah. it is. Yeah. It's, you know, Coach Barber, he those goals are what we you know, if we get those five goals, ninety percent of the time we're gonna win. And yeah. you know, he does sub every minute and you know, he'll call timeout if it goes over a minute just to sub and really you know, his philosophy is yeah, and it, his philosophy is if you give me one hard minute, you know, there's no way the other team will be able to keep up with the style of that just going all out. And so we have three shifts that we run, we name uh, we just give them a letter A, B, C, and you know we use three shifts every single game. And like, so, like hockey. It, it, yep, yep. Five in, five out. You know, and it's crazy to just you know how fast it is, and you know a lot of people think we don't play defense. You know, our scores are sometimes it's not uncommon for the score to be one fifty to one forty, and you know it's just a different style of defense. You press the whole time, and yeah. it's just so fast and. There's so many things that go to it, but it's absolutely incredible. And it is fun as a player. You know, I, when I was trying to decide what school I wanted to go to, Coach Barber pretty much said, hey, you can stand outside and shoot threes and 
that's about it. Okay. So, all right, sign <laughs> me up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, and, and you talk about the points. Um, in the 15-16 season, um, Greenville averaged 112 points. 16-17 season, 130. 17-18 season, 126. And the 18-19 season, 129. Um, and then I'm not, what, what was it last year? 127 last yeah, year. So, we, we yeah, yeah. kind of had an off so. year there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, just crazy. So now, the, or the, the story that I saw, you have 17 dressed for a game, but you've got 30 on the roster. I mean, that's a full gymnasium for practice, right? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And um, it, it, it works out good because every single practice, you know, we have a full JV team, and our JV team – runs the same system that we do on the varsity level. And so, you know, it really grooms guys that come in play JV and they already know the system once they're upperclassmen. And so every day at practice, we're, we pretty much play a full simulated game just like that. And so we have two teams. I mean, it's our practices are, yeah, it's like a zoo in there. That's crazy. Well, I I saw an interview as I was doing a little bit of research and, uh, uh, he said, shoot wherever, whenever, never say that I, he said, he'll never say that that's not a good shot. There, there's yeah. a lot of guys that would love that philosophy. Yeah, I know. And, and he really doesn't. That's the thing. I mean, I have never heard him say one time that's a bad shot and I'm, we do take some bad ones, you know, it's just part of it and we, it, and you know, we just, we're going to make some of them, you know, if we shoot enough of them, we're going to make, you know, at least 30% of them. So, yeah. So, but. so Matt, you living out there, do you go, you, you follow the program pretty closely or? Yeah, actually my oldest son is actually, uh, going to be a sophomore. He's oh. actually on uh, the JV team. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's, uh, <laughs> he is our, our high school team is a more methodical slow it down. So he's just like, like, turn turn him loose to to just you know do what he want i mean not do what he want but right, the yeah. freedom to not um you know feel pressured about a bad shot is yeah. just you know really really nice for him and uh, he's he's really enjoying it yeah and and you know something i i've got to imagine cameron i would say um i would say opponents opposing teams like coming to play you it's probably a good time for them as well Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they love it. Just, you know, they always have guys get career highs and points, yeah. you know, and they, you know, yeah, it, it's, they, they love it too. And then the fans love it. You know, I mean, it's just, it's always a good time, honestly. So, I mean, everyone loves it and everyone likes watching it and it, it's exciting for sure. Yeah, so, so, so in a JV game last year in one of Grant's JV games, uh-huh. a kid had 64 from the other team, <laughs> six, four, <laughs> 64 points. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. That's and great. That happens. That happens a lot of times, you know, with the other teams big man is you know in our style of press we essentially if we don't get a steal on the front court we are essentially giving them a layup and it it just goes against everything you've ever been taught from right. a basketball standpoint yeah. but his theory is you know if we're shooting 25 more shots than them and we're making three pointers and they're making two pointers we're gonna win and yeah. You know, if, if we have an off night, we do lose. And I, I mean, we can be on and we still lose, but it's, it's, it's definitely unconventional, but it has definitely worked for us. I mean, we've been successful for sure. Now this sounds like a system. I know Grinnell used to, do you guys 
play Grinnell? I mean, is that, are they on your schedule? We've played them one time. Actually, it fell through this year. Um, we've both kind of gotten some exposure. Um, and a channel of ESPN was going to broadcast us playing Grinnell this year, kind of a battle of the systems, but it fell through. But, yeah, our coach kind of it, – it's a it's a form of Grinnell's. Okay. They were, Grinnell's, like, originally started it. So it's a form of that, yeah. So – well, my goal, I live up in the Bloomington normal area, so I saw you play Eureka. So my goal is to hopefully you guys play up at Eureka this year. I'd like to come over. I'd like to come watch you guys play. So yeah. I, yeah that, the season takes place and I can can make it over to that game. You're going to get into it, but Matt is still a legend around, uh, you know, Greenville. His his record's still there. And I know I'm trying to chase it. I know another guy on the team has, has been really close, but it's, yeah. it's still holding strong. All so. right. There you go. Well, and to get into Matt, into your career at Greenville, you took an interesting path and in, in, in adding the VU portion to that even made it more so. So you don't really play big varsity minutes until your senior year. Um, first of all, we don't have a lot of kids go play college basketball, honestly. And, and so you do that, you take a year off, go to VU, and then you end up not only going to play college basketball, but obviously having tremendous success. I just think that's a, that's a, a, a really cool way to go about it. Well, yeah, it's very unconventional. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I was recruited by Greenville as a senior. Um, I made the decision to uh, go to VU. Uh, partly, I, 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 well, I was working for Elizabeth Dunseth, um, who was, uh, she, she lived in Larksville. She lived actually in the big house on the corner across from a hospital. So I worked, oh, yeah. did, did a lot of work for her. Um, and she helped me out with my first year of college. Um, and to, you know, to get a lot of the basics out. So yeah. I, I chose to do that. But the key point here is I was going every single day to practice with the team behind us. So the 92, 93 Salukis, I was going in practicing against those guys, making oh, really? them better. Oh, wow. Yeah. Co- Coach Havel and I did that. Eric Mosby, the guys that were still around, we came back and we were practicing against those guys. So I got a ton better. I, I wow. really got a lot better that year I had off um, just as far as my basketball skill set because I was basically going in and practicing um, you know, with the high school team. And, and it was a lot of fun because, you know, we were making them better. A, they were having a, a lot that, of success. Uh, was a breath away from the state, t- state turn. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of where that went down. And then at that point, you know, I felt like, you know, I still got some gas in the tank. Let's go. You know, then that kind of drove me to pursue college basketball further and end up coming out to Greenville at that point. Uh, That's, that's a really, really cool story. And so, so talk about, talk about your, your records that you hold there at Greenville. Yeah. So uh, my senior year, um, was kind of like high school in that we had a good group, solid group of guys that, that stuck together, were friends, hung out. We worked hard. We were all hard workers and really focused on, um, on, on goals and stuff. And, and we, we ended up winning our conference, the Slyak conference. Um, we were actually my sophomore year, Greenville was NAIA, and then we transitioned to Division III uh, my junior year. So we were ineligible for the postseason tournament. Mm-hmm. or any NCAA postseason for there's a probation period of about three or four years, I think. So we were ineligible for the NCAA, uh, but we ended up going 21-8 uh, and eight my senior year at Greenville. 
and um, we won our won, won the SLIAC conference, um, and we ended up going to the National Christian College Athletic Association uh, national tournament. And actually, uh, in 2016, my that team got um, inducted into the Greenville University Hall of Fame wow. at, as a team. So that that was really um, a great experience, lifelong memories and, and friendships, and you know, um, really, really treasure those moments. But um, as far as the you know, as far as the <laughs> records go. Um, so we had a lot, we were deep. So I wasn't the best player on the team by far. Um, well, I wouldn't necessarily by far, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, we, we had probably one of the university's best, uh, post players. Um, he's actually going to the hall of fame, um, this year and, uh, Cole Johnson and, uh, he was a four year starter. And, uh, so, so what, what happened was, is, is, it was towards the end of the year. Um, I'd, I'd been starting most of the year and, uh, I think I averaged 13 or 14 a game my senior year, um, uh, maybe 15. Anyway, um, one night I was just on fire. You know, you hear about people talking about being in the zone. Well, I was in the zone. So, uh, <laughs> I ended up scoring 29 points in the first half. Oh, well. um, I think I had four threes in the first half or maybe five threes, four or five threes in the first half. And, um, you know, everybody was like, we, we had another kid earlier in the year score 29 in the first half. So everybody's like, okay, well, what's going to happen now? Well, that kid, he, he, I think he ended up with like 33 points. So he like, you know, didn't oh. do anything. Well, <laughs> I come out in the second half and I'm actually on fire still. So they were in a two, three zone and they were getting out on me in a two, three zone, but, but I was just on fire. Yeah. It was just an unbelievable experience, you know, just, that's and great. I don't know why we can't do that as basketball players all the time, <laughs> find that Nirvana or that place, you know, where, where everything in the world is right. And, and the, you know, the rim is, is as big as the ocean. Yeah. But, um, it was that night, and it was it was it was pretty special. Well, so well, I did, did, did hit eleven threes that night, and I had forty nine points. Wow, so. that well, Chip, Dave, you got any follow up questions for the guys before we get out of here? I don't think so. I just want to go through a few more accomplishments that I had that we didn't really you know get into as much some of the, through their senior years. But um, Matt was first team All NEC his senior year, um, which, I mean, the NEC in those days was just loaded. And then that 92 class was was loaded across the board. Uh, so Matt was first team all NEC, um, Sun Commercial, first team all area, and Southern Illinois, the Evansville Courier, all Southern Illinois second team. Uh, Cameron was a Sun Commercial player of the year, his senior year. Um, as I said, I said he's the uh, – holds the school record for points in the game, second all-time league score. Um, all LIC, um, LIC, I don't know if they gave a player of the year or not, but I'm sure you would have been player of the year if they, yeah. uh, if they, if they do that. But, and, and another thing, they're just um, really great students and, and just really good people. I know Matt was the, I think he was the good citizenship award winner from his class. And Cameron, you probably were too, I'm guessing. Were you the good citizenship award winner? <laughs> See, I, so, I won the goods, yeah. yeah so the D-A-R-S-A-R, good citizens. So um, just really uh, great basketball players, great students, great people. And uh, Red Hill is really proud of, proud of both of you. 
I did have a question for Matt as I was I was looking through a yearbook here. I'm getting just seeing what all kind of things you got. You you were part of a future problem solver, so I'd like to know. You know, since they the since they named you that in high school, what problems have you solved since then? Well, the way the world is right now, I don't think I've solved very many problems. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, so I guess I guess as a dentist every day, as a dentist, I guess I solve problems every day. There so, you go. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it's just I've just been blessed. It's been great, great to be in Greenville, and uh, you know, the, God has blessed me, me and and Don and the kids, and it's just been a great experience. And uh, yeah, so that's great. Oh, great. Hey, Brian, can I say one more thing? I'd love for you to. Yeah, you know, I I just want to thank, I don't know who all will listen to this, but just the support that I have had has been absolutely incredible. And I, I just, some of the guys on the Greenville team make fun of me because at times we've had games this year where they say the whole town of Bridgeport comes out. You know, we've had a whole... <laughs> section of the bleachers and that's great you know just previous coaches and family and friends and it's been it's just been great and i've just had so much fun going out there but the support you know has really has really been amazing so yeah i'm looking forward to my senior year and hopefully you know we can build on things from last year there you go well hey i would love to maybe chip dave we can and grab gary and we can make our way out there and be fun to go see a game in greenville and and matt maybe we go out for dinner and and uh get together and and talk about old times that would be fantastic yeah that'd be great love to have you guys out um i'd even foot the bill well we'll definitely (laughs) take you up on that hey we might have a whole podcast on your uh 30 hit 30 stolen base season that i coached you to in babe ruth league baseball (laughs) you know that's funny my son i I was going through some of my stuff you know kind of thinking back my son found the baseball oh is that that right oh that's awesome my third he's like dad what's this i'm like (laughs) Oh, uh, let me tell you the story. Son. No, no Babe Ruth player in history had ever done it, I'm sure. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. Cameron, have a good season. I hope you have one. And, and if you do, we yeah. will definitely try to make it to a game. Um, Matt, you're, you're one of the all-time good guys that put on a Red Hill jersey. We appreciate both of you coming on and uh, wish you nothing but success. And, and you never know, as, as we do more of these shows and we get more specific into certain seasons, certain teams, we, we may call on you again. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys, a lot. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. Well, that is another podcast in the books. Um, I thought the Red Hill Greenville connection went real well. What do you guys think? Yeah, I thought it went well. It's good. um, Been friends with Matt for a long time, and it's good to talk to him again. What a good guy. Cameron. Yeah. And Cameron, um, getting to know Cameron, never talked to him before until tonight. And, uh, Equally sounds really good guy too. Yeah, so really it's a lot of fun. Really good, really good guys for sure. Dave, what do you yeah. think, big man? But yeah, this kind of you know getting back to Matt, you know, kind of pointed it out. I never really thought about that much, but he's got one of the, he has one of the most unique, had the most unique basketball career. Absolutely, yeah. Out of Red Hill, and then the followed up with a college successful college career. I mean, it's amazing. And I didn't know, and and, and you know, with Gary being on that next team, I I might have you know, known at one time and forgot it, but the, the fact that he practiced with those guys every day, what, first of all, obviously yeah. it worked out well for him, but what a great thing for that, that next team, you know, that 93 yeah, team. Sure. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. And of course I think 
by the you know, and then by that time that ninety three team wasn't real deep. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think the number with the basketball numbers starting to suffer at that point. As far uh, as it's, uh, I don't know, talent I think more than numbers. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just being honest here, fans. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> having those guys in to step in definitely, absolutely, definitely. Um, Chip, any final words? No, I don't think so. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. And, yeah. Um, I know we all we all host this together, but Brian's really doing a lot of the. He's doing the major work. He's the main host. So thank you, Brian, for everything you're oh, doing. Yeah, it's this it, podcast. It, it, it's awful yeah, fun. Sure. Yep. So okay. Well, listen. Um, Till next time. Um, let uh, let all our sponsors that you've heard uh, breaks for during the. Uh, during the show here, let them know that you heard about us, heard about them on our podcast. We'd appreciate that. It's nice to have their support. And um, we will come up with topics for the next shows, and we're going to try to keep pumping them out here, maybe a little more often than what we have. We've, we've got kind of got busy summers right now. Obviously, Gary wasn't able to make it again tonight. But uh, we're going to still do keep doing shows and, and uh, keep bringing up those old memories of old school Red Hill Saluki sports. So, Have a good one. Until next time.